Black Girl Known promotes holistic wellness and inner beauty for women of color. We encourage self-care, self-love, and self-empowerment for communities of color. Hey, y'all, it's Lauren Ash and Dion Ivory. And thanks so much for listening to the Black Girl Known podcast. Well, let's get started. (laughs) So y'all who are listening, we're so excited because, you know, our podcast world is a little different. We record and then we like release it out to y'all later. Mm -hmm. But in our world right now, Deanna and I just got back together for the first time since late November. Yes. And today is, what is today? January January 9th. So it might seem from the gram that we're, like, always hanging out. And that's true sometimes. Like, it goes in waves. Mm -hmm. But then we have life that happens. Yes, we do, honey. And there were the holidays. (laughs) I was in L.A. for the whole month of December. I know. You went to Houston. Yeah, the last week of December. Mm -hmm. It's been pretty crazy. Yeah. So we're feeling really good and excited about 2018. And we hope everyone out there is, too. I'm so excited. (laughs) I'm so excited for this year. Yes. (sighs) What is one word that encapsulates what your year is about i know it's hard there's probably a few girl it's like five thousand roaming in my head (laughs) i would say uh i can't there's not a single word like i feel like i'm being unfair to the other words okay (laughs) say a couple of them that come to mind um faith determination um unapologetic um loved um, grace, compassion. Um, I, yeah, I'll just name those. This, I it's love like those. others. Yeah, yeah. It's like your mood bur- mood board, board. of words. Yeah, they the are. End. They I are. Yeah, I love it. What are your words? So, mine, the ones that come to mind, elevate. That's a yes. big one. Elevate. Um, root. Mm hmm. Flourish, mm-hmm. expansion, mm-hmm. ooh, abundance, centered abundance. Yes. Yeah, that's one other one. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and intention, obviously. Intention always. Yeah. yeah. So those are some of my words. Vision. Yeah. Amplify. Those yeah. are beautiful words. They're all yeah. like synonyms of the same word. But <laughs> well, you see the themes that are coming up in I my know, life. <laughs> I know. That's great. Yeah, definitely. Yes. This year is going to be full of all like. It's going to be full of all those things. I've just been learning how to operate out of abundance. That's beautiful. Like, sometimes. Yes. Always, no matter what. Girl, you talk about that a lot, too. And I've been reading a lot about abundance and just going with the flow, man, and just Mm -hmm. being open Mm -hmm. to, like, all that's available to you. And I'm, like, so ready to to receive. Yes. Um, everything that's that's for me. Yeah. That's key because sometimes things come our way, but we're not available or we're not Mm -hmm. ready or we haven't worked through blockages. Yes, ma'am. That sometimes we've put up or other people have put up in our lives to actually receive. So that's really key. We should have a whole episode talking about that, actually. The thing is, we are. Yeah. Because that book that I told you you need to read. Yes. Y'all, there's this book called You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. I think I'm saying her name right. Y'all, wig snatch. It just snatched. Snatch Everything him. snatched. Get okay. Him all off. Ball Seriously. 
<laughs> Seriously, that book gets my ducks in a row. And like, I just feel, oh, anyways, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about comes. that. I feel yes. like let's talk about abundance next episode. Okay. I think that'd yeah. be great. Oh, I'm already excited. Yes, for this episode. I am too. I'm like smiling hard. <laughs> okay. So we just got like ahead of ourselves, but we are also very excited for this episode because we got our girl Sarad back. Hey girl. Hi. Hi, ladies. <laughs> so, so happy to have you back. We went on a tangent about abundance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, though. I, I think I might add that word to my list as well, to my vision board. Beautiful. Because yeah. you are abundant. And let's pause for a moment. So... Sarad, you are the first guest that we have had on twice. I don't know if you know that. Ooh, oh, my God. I'm so honored, guys. <laughs> so those of y'all who have been with us for a minute, we had Sarad Dersh on with us last season. We talked about skincare, mm-hmm. and it's actually one of our most loved episodes yet. And Sarad, speaking of abundance, can you just share a little bit about your trajectory? Because you're 2017, in my opinion, knowing what you went through, knowing your elevation was also a year of abundance and opportunity. Beautiful. Yeah, it was it was a great year. I think I don't know if abundance was my word for last year, but I looking back, it definitely was very abundant. But as you said, last time I spoke to you guys, I was in a very different place in my life. I was actually working full time. Um, doing marketing and then just kind of writing on the side. Um, I was doing some beauty writing and freelancing. And then I i don't want to say it just kind of happened. I definitely put in the work and, it, you know, I, I made it happen. But um, I now am working as a beauty editor at Essence, which is kind of a dream. Like, I still can't believe that this is what I get to do for work. So now I get to write about um, black women and all of the amazing beauty trends and things that, you know, are important to black women when it comes to beauty. So it's it's an amazing ride. And now I also get to write a little bit about wellness, which is something that I'm really passionate about. So getting to share those stories and write those stories every day has been an amazing, you know, dream come true. Girl, it is a dream come true for us too. <laughs> She's so dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> for real though, because um, I, I love that you mentioned, of course, that you've you're able in your role at Essence to focus on beauty, but also wellness. Mm -hmm. And that has not gone unnoticed. Like you've already folded me into a couple of the pieces that you've written and the feature. Um, Shout out to like you for putting together that beautiful list Mm -hmm. of 33 self-care sisters redefining wellness in 2017. I loved that list as I've told you before, because it literally was like 80% black girl and own people. And I was like, Hey, we out here. (laughs) You guys are doing the work too. And it's, like so awesome where I can you know work and incorporate all of the women that I admire yeah. and that mm-hmm. I see that are tirelessly working and don't don't always necessarily get the shine from other publications yes so to say it again write about those women and to shine a light on them is like literally it's, it's everything that I've been like I've ever wanted to do so it's it's great and I'm glad that I, I get to work with friends I feel like that was on my you know um, kind of vision for last year is to like work more with my friends and so the fact that I get to work with people that I truly that. like um, like I said amplify them and to shine a light on what they're doing is really great that's so important that's why we need more black women in positions that you're in so that other women can be exposed to like underdogs or like women who like you said earlier aren't getting as much spotlight or shine as other women who are mainstream so thank you Sarad yeah of course again it's a dream and I'm I'm just I feel like I'm so blessed just to know so many awesome like kick-ass women that are doing it that's how we feel too definitely 
Because that wasn't always the case. I don't know about you, but that wasn't always the case for me. Like, you no. know, I grew up, I talk about this a lot, I feel like, but I grew up in a predominantly white setting for literally the first 21, 22 years of my life. And so it really took a lot of intention. Um, I recently had someone like comment on an Instagram quote of mine that we shared from the podcast about how I feel just blessed to look around and see mm-hmm. confident black women surrounding me. But what I really want to emphasize is like that takes work for many of us, not all of us, you know, but that takes work um, to cultivate those spaces and then to also like make those relationships deeply meaningful and supportive. Exactly. Um, And so I feel like when we have it, we need to cherish it, like literally like feed it and make sure that it can continue in ways that benefit everybody too. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And agreed. And I, and I think that, you know, Unfortunately, that doesn't always happen, but I think we need to make it a point. And I think people, it's refreshing when we, you know, we do it and other people see that and it just kind of makes them want to do that as well. Mm -hmm. Because there's nothing like having your like sister circle of black women that you can turn to and lean to. There's, there's honestly nothing like it. So to me, it's very important. Safe haven. That's what it is. Safe haven. Yeah, Yeah. it is. (laughs) I feel so like at peace and like I can just take a deep breath when I'm around women yeah, who look like me. Yeah. yeah. We understand. Yes. Especially, too, because a lot of women have to put, you know, on a front because they work in corporate America and, like, they're in spaces that don't necessarily know them or recognize them or want to celebrate them for being themselves, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I just, I'm so thankful for my tribe. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a privilege. It's great. And it's not one that I take lightly. So, um, I'm excited. So we want to talk, you know, we can talk about sisterhood all day with you, but (laughs) we also want to talk about beauty. So last time with you, we talked about the skincare um, challenge and like just a lot of times like, you know, we have this aha moment of like, oh yeah, our skin matters, right? Like we want to make sure we're taking care of it. We want to make sure that we're thinking about it long term. We want to make sure that if we're having issues with our skin, that we're able to find ways to feel comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. That conversation was amazing. Yeah, um, and I feel like you got I've seen all, both of you like incorporate skincare yes. more and like oh, yeah. super conscious. I feel like you guys definitely probably know more than I do now. That's a lit girl. <laughs> I'd be on YouTube, honey. I plays no games. <laughs> yes, Research. I love it. No, but both great. of our skincare game has gotten way Definitely. more intentional since that conversation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So thank you for that. Yeah. Um, and we wanted today to talk about beauty and more specifically um, in, a, in a broader sense and talk about the beauty industry, where we're at right now, the relationship of black women to the beauty mm-hmm. industry. There's so much mm-hmm. to unpack. Yes, so much. it is an exciting time, just like many other things. It's an exciting time, I think. Mm-hmm. Again, it's such a it's such a dream job, especially right now when it comes to beauty. I feel like there are so many things happening for Black women. We're now at the forefront of the conversation, which we traditionally haven't always been. So I think it's you know it's awesome, and it's a it's a great time to be writing about it and to be witnessing the changes all you know maybe not happening as quickly as we'd like but there are definitely changes that are happening in the industry which are haven't gone unnoticed by black women absolutely Mm -hmm. i actually i think we should like start there with what you just said about um black women you know um being 
traditionally being on the margins of the conversation and now yeah. being more in the spotlight and you just said it in the forefront. So maybe let's talk about like why that has historically been the case. I feel like there are many reasons, right? Yeah, I think for a lot of these big brands, it I mean, it all comes down to money, right? So I feel like a lot of them of didn't see the value in creating the shades or creating the products that necessarily worked for the deeper skin tones that black women have. Um, which to me is always kind of baffling because I feel like beauty is such an intrinsic part of our culture, whether it's our hair, our skin, um, makeup, you know, I feel like it's so ingrained in our culture. So for brands to not recognize the potential that's there, you know, if you're about making money, kind of crazy that you don't make black women a part of that conversation, but historically, you know, they haven't. And again, it comes down to the products. They necess- they haven't had all of the products that work for us, that complement our skin tone, that work for our hair. Um, and I guess it just comes down to they didn't see the value in doing it, which is so unfortunate. And, you know, black women really felt that because we weren't in their advertising. We didn't find products that worked for us. Um, and I think that's what caused a lot of, you know, entrepreneurs to cr- then go ahead and create products that actually did work for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, you know, Social media has also played a great mm-hmm. part in that and, and changing the conversation as it did for the natural hair movement. And now I feel like beauty is kind of catching up to that. Yes. Um, where people are not, you know, not shy about calling out the brands when they don't have the range or they don't have the products that work mm-hmm. um, and amplifying those brands that do. I feel like, you know, if you go on black Twitter or black Instagram, the beauty <laughs> girls are YouTube, you know, we are, once we find the products that work, we are die hard, die hard supporters of yes, those we are. products. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I can't remember the exact step, but I used to work in the makeup business and it was like, once you get a woman hooked to foundation, like she's loyal to you for seven years. Wow. wow. Um, I, yeah. Because I think it's, you know, it's, and I, I can only imagine that for black women, it probably is a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not seven years. Maybe it was like three to four. Don't quote me. It's not, it, it was a few years that we <laughs> okay. we'll find you out. get them we'll find out. Um, hooked on a foundation. And it's because it's so hard, you know, that makes trying sense, to though. find something that, that matches. And I think the fear, that fear of not being able to find our shade and whether that's embarrassment or, you know, you go to the counter and they may not have, you know, your shade or color mm-hmm. that matches you mm-hmm. has also made black women in my, you know, in my experience, a little fearful of Absolutely. trying to experiment or wanting to try those bright colors or to even wear foundation. I know so many black women that, you know, for whatever reason, you know, they don't want to wear foundation. But I think part of it is also because, you know, you have that kind of fear. You have a, a negative relationship with um, makeup, not being able to find your shade or not being able to find, you know, a product that worked for you. Ooh. So I think now brands are starting to recognize that, um, starting to leverage the power of social media. Um, and black women are now having a lot, are able to have a lot more fun and experiment a bit more. I know at least for me, while I do work in the industry, I think I, my... Um, my kind of, I've gotten a lot more experimental when it comes to makeup because there are, you know, once you find, you know, things that work for you, it's like, I want to have fun. Makeup is about, and beauty is about having fun. Yes, absolutely. You know, too, um, something you just spoke about, like, I just think about, okay, so for instance, I have, I have big feet for a woman, right? And when I go shoe shopping, it's very difficult because I can't find cute shoes in my size. And so it makes you feel insecure. You know, you're like, mm-hmm. you. there's some shame created around you shoe shopping because you're like, I'm slightly embarrassed that I can't find this the size and also the fact that like other women can go shop for shoes regularly, but I'm, I look like an outcast. And I just think yeah. about um, how that ties into women who go and they shop for shades that they can't find because they're darker and how then it's like, dang, like I have darker skin. So I'm, 
maybe embarrassed or I feel insecure. And I just think about what that does to your psyche, you know? Exactly. And, and it's like, you don't want to look ashy. Right. You know, you just are always just like very trumpety issues when you go to the beauty counter to try to find a foundation shade or try to find like a lipstick or a blush because you're just, you know, there's that like, are they going to, are they going to have something that works for me? Oh, that's just so unfortunate. That's mm-hmm. just, yeah, that's just really, really unfortunate. And, and even, man, like I said, it's so crazy that the brand, you know, brands weren't, and not to say that all brands, I don't want to, you know, make a generalization. There definitely are some brands that, you know, have been here for brown girls and since the, you know, early 2000s, 90s have had, you know, shade ranges and depths that work for us. Um, but I think for me, you know, not being aggressive in incorporating women of color and black women specifically into all of your marketing, um, you know, efforts for me, I feel like that's, you know, kind of where the crux is, is you just can't have the shades. You also have to incorporate us and make us not an afterthought in Mm -hmm. um, marketing and advertising. Um, But for brands to not do that is kind of crazy because we, there's another crazy statistic, like we spent $7 billion or something in the beauty and healthcare, I mean, beauty and um, hair care industry. So we over-index exponentially compared to um, white women in terms of how much we spend. So there's just so much money to be made from brands if they were to make us, you know, make us feel like we were part of the conversation. Absolutely. I really love that you mentioned, you know, some brands have been doing this forever. So um, we're, Deanna and I are going to be talking about this a little bit later, but, you know, we just wrapped up an amazing, amazing experience with Makeup Forever. Yeah. Um, And I discovered through working with them that they were founded in the 80s. And since the beginning, they were actually committed to making sure that there were foundations and complexions available for a range of skin Mm -hmm. tones and undertones. And I thought that was really cool. I mean, they're a brand that was Mm -hmm. created with makeup artists in mind. So they knew the makeup artist was going to be presented with like a variety of like beautiful hues and complexions. Absolutely. So working with them was great because we immediately found our color, Mm -hmm. you know? It Mm -hmm. wasn't like a, oh my God, we got to make sure Mix two shades together, girl. (laughs) Get some rinky dink, girl. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, Makeup Forever is great. And they are definitely one of those brands that have been around, have been putting in the work. And, you know, like you said, it was founded by, you know, made with makeup artists in mind. So I feel Mm -hmm. like that also, you know, they're the people that are out there that are working with, um, you know, working with people and seeing this, the uh, skin tones and the undertones, which I think is something Key. that, you know, doesn't get paid enough attention to when it comes to foundation. It's yes. the skin, mm-hmm. the color that's underneath your skin. And that's really what's going to make a foundation look kind of great or not, or look ashy or look too sallow. Um, and so they're definitely a brand that, you know, has had that shade range and also that depth that is also very needed. Absolutely. And um, I think in terms of, what you were sharing before about, um, oh shoot, I'm like losing my train of thought. <laughs> As I was talking, I was like, I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was, the thing is, I literally was over here envisioning like me being a part of this little modeling gig. And like um, there was a woman who confined my shade and she literally had to mix two different shades together wow. to like, you know, hook me up or whatever. And I was like, dang. I mean, I don't, I don't wear makeup, so I didn't care about it that much. But still, like, mm-hmm. I'm just thinking about that as we talked about mm-hmm. like, them creating oh we create 13 shades but then you got these light skin it's only it only caters to light-skinned black women right. it's like what about the caramels and the right. this latte colors and the cinnamon color seriously yeah. like they don't think about that and it just yeah. sucks mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah which is which is very important especially and again, it's also like we said not just having those products but also incorporating black women into your marketing efforts and making sure again that they're not an afterthought and that you know you even 
so for, so on both sides so if you have the black women in the campaigns you need to make sure that you have the shades to support that which i yes. feel like i've seen a lot of brands now trying to hop on and just pop someone in you know in the lineup but then you don't have the shades to match her and then if you do have the shades to match making sure that there's someone that represents that in your marketing and, and that's, that's so you know re- people want to see themselves represented at the end yes. of the day you know i want to feel like i belong and the brand has you know ha- is there for me in some capacity and maybe that's like maybe we're asking for too much. I don't know, but no, I just feel like that's absolutely what, not. I mean, that's I f- what um, people want. I feel as though that's super key as well. Um, that we are represented also as beautiful and also as worthy. Because let's be real, like so much of what we've been told over time too, especially women with darker complexions, is that you're actually just supposed to focus on lightening your skin. You know, exactly. And that's still a thing. Like. I feel like last year I went to a beauty supply store and I saw like skin lightening product and I yeah, was like, what that's a the real entire thing. hell? Yeah. Um, yeah, and we've seen even some brands last year run into issues where they were, you know, pretty much promoting skin lightening, um, which is like so crazy and like insane to think in 2018 so or 2017 at that time. But yeah, I mean, it's still there. And again, we need to, when we see those things, I'm a big proponent of, you know, you have, you need to speak up and yeah. you need to call these brands out that, you know, that it's not okay. Right. I'm right. just, I'm just annoyed. <laughs> I'm just annoyed thinking about this. I just think this is really ridiculous. Um, the video you sent over, Sarad, um, what, the lady in the video, she mentioned how a lot of times brands, they don't want to cater to black women because somehow like the the value of your brand is cheapened when you um, bring women of color into you know like the marketing and and all that stuff, which really is like just ridiculous, you know? Yeah, that is to me that is just like so preposterous because I feel like we are the innovators of like cool and cachet yes. and everything, and so for like a brand to not want to put a woman of color or a black woman in their advertising because they think it cheapens their brand to me is like. It's mind-boggling. Mm-hmm. And again, if even if your whole thing as a brand was just to make money, which I think it should be so much more than that, mm-hmm. it behooves you to put black women and to be directly speaking to them because we spend so much money in the cosmetics industry. So to me, I just it's hard for me to even kind of wrap my head around the fact that brands think that way. But it's, still, it's very much true, and you still see it from a lot of these kind of larger big established brands but for me what's exciting is you know some of these indie brands that are coming up that you know do do recognize the value and again some of the larger brands definitely do um i think sometimes it just takes when you're so big sometimes it takes a little bit more you know takes a longer longer time to course correct Mm -hmm. um but yeah no i i think it's i think it's it's exciting because i think people are using social media to actively promote new brands and then call out brands when they mess up which we need to because it's it's in 2018 it's really unacceptable we should call them out but then too it's like after i call you out i still don't want to give you my coin because nobody should have to tell you this so that's the other thing is like we need to also truly understand the value of our dollar yes i know personally for me when i see a brand kind of mess up like that i'm like you know you can't you're you're canceled (laughs) you know (laughs) Um, and the best way to cancel somebody is with your dollar because yes. if we continue to buy the brands and I mean, they have no reason to ch- to change or to put a black woman in their campaign or to, you know, speak to us or include us in anything. So, Absolutely. so yeah. I, yeah, I just feel like it's pretty obvious. I mean, if you are creating 
like a beauty brand or a clothing brand or whatever the case is, like why is inclu- inclusivity still an issue? Like I don't understand why you just can't make clothes for like, or make not clothes, but make beauty, you know, products for like all types of women, especially when you preach about let's support other women and women this and women that. And it's like, you only talking about white women at the end of the day, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. European like ideals are just so intra- like it's, so entrenched in the American site. Like, it's just crazy, you know? Still today. Well, I mean, and it makes sense because we have to think about how long it has been entrenched. And it doesn't, you know, it's only been, (laughs) I don't know, like the the history of even um, beauty within the U.S. is still so short. And so we really do have to remember that a lot of the changes that we're seeing happening now are the results of a lot of work that has been put in over time. A lot of programming. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, like, the standard for beauty is still white women. If you type beautiful woman in Google, you're going to see a whole bunch of white women. Yeah. Like, oh, man, we are really screwed up here. It is deep. deep. It is deep. So, Sarad, like, what was your relationship to your own beauty and your own, like, belief that you were beautiful? That's a beautiful question. Yeah, I mean, I think I kind of, I've been thinking about this quite a bit lately, you know, as a beauty editor and like writing some more personal pieces. I feel like I, I always, like I had a pretty, I had an amazing mom. I grew up with two sisters. And so I feel like she was really, really great about making us feel really proud of who we were as black women. We went to like an all, like a very Afrocentric, um, elementary school we sang the black national anthem we you know were taught about our history so I feel like from that perspective um I I had a really good foundation Mm -hmm. but I think as I got older and I went to an all-white middle school and then an all-white college I feel like you know you are when you are oftentimes the only in those situations you start to question you know are you beautiful and you know you don't look like everyone else you know you your hair curls and kinks up when you get in the water like why is this do I need to always have my hair straight I feel like for most of college and like high school I wore my hair pretty straight Mm -hmm. um and I feel like it's not until pretty recently maybe the last few years that I've I've truly start to you know feel super comfortable and like beautiful and who I am and I think a lot of that is from like you know working on myself from the inside um and then just knowing that you know the outside it'll come and go but yes. the inside is really you know for me what is most important that's but i feel like now you know i've also just turned 30 so i feel like now more than oh. ever i'm just like you know what this is my style this is how i'm gonna rock it i'm not gonna conform to anything it, you know girl this you, is me girl I feel the 30 like I, club <laughs> is great ain't it wait a <laughs> it minute is. So why you're like 30? a real sense of like <sighs> this oh is just God. me this is me but one day I want to wear my hair in straight back cornrows, and next day I want to next day I want to wear my hair straight. It is what it is. This yes. is just you know, this is just me. Yes, girl. Yeah. First of all, I'm st- I still can't get over the fact that you're 30. So <laughs> you were talking, and I'm like mind blown over here. You I look amazing. You know, for a minute I was like kind of like again that whole like age like oh my god I'm getting so old I'm gonna start looking old but you know I'm just embracing everything as it comes and rolling with it. First of all, black women are just blessed anyway, because I swear to you, I literally was just saying this yesterday. I don't understand how as black women age, we start to look better. Like, mm-hmm. I don't. It's, it's the, true. Seriously. It's true. Like, so now Lathan, I think about Nia Long. Really well, girl, yes. Major key. Key. <laughs> Bianca Lawson. Whew. 
from Queen Sugar. Yes. You know, Dor- what's her name? Dora, Dorothy, know. girl, somewhere. Oh my gosh, Oprah! Did you guys see <gasps> Oprah at the Golden Globes? Please. When I say she was snatched for the gods, <laughs> the gods. Her hair was just so <laughs> full and thick. She's almost sixty-four years she old. She looks fan freaking tastic. Baby, and that waist like, was snatched. Mama O, give me all of that, please. Come on, Mama O, Auntie O, yeah. That speech was everything. That speech was everything. I loved yeah. it. So, Dion, what about you? Your relationship to your beauty? Ooh, well, that's a very interesting one. I feel like I talk about it often. Mm-hmm. Um, Miss Self-Portraiture Queen. You know, I do what I can, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, well, my mom was... My mom never wore makeup. All she did was would, like wear like some mascara. And my grandmother was the same way. She would just put lipstick on, which is why I wear lipstick all the time. Um, so they were very confident in like their skin. And my mom is really arrogant. You cannot tell her that she don't look good. So I was just, you know, used to growing up with her. She'd be like, baby, I look good, honey. Ain't nobody, you know, yeah. whatever. And I'd just be like, okay, girl. <laughs> but I believe you because she's like, she's gorgeous. Um, and But for me, I mean... I have always known myself to be a very, what people would call a peculiar beauty, especially because I grew up in Dallas. So anybody who looked slightly different than like the light-skinned girl with curly hair, you were like, oh, you're different looking, mm. but it's attractive, you know? Mm. And it was like, I, I really didn't know how to take that. So kind of for a while, I was just in this gray area of like, am I beautiful? Am I strange looking? Like, you know? So when I went to Houston, I went to college, I was surrounded by a whole bunch of women who looked different, who had afros and who were like really confident in the way they looked. And I was like, I was kind of taken aback. I was like, wow, if they can be this way and they look how they look, I can accept and embrace myself the same way. Of course, you know, you don't, you don't feel like you popping, you know, immediately. It kind of took some some work and some years. Um, but, I mean, I would say, like, now, especially with my afro, you can't tell me nothing. And it's not just because my hair is big and it's covering my face. I just feel like I'm in my natural form, you know? I love that. And that makes me feel powerful. And it makes me feel regal. Like, when I walk into a room, I feel like I am like royalty because, because I you am are. you know and mm-hmm. it's like I don't look like anybody else and I I used to be confused by that I used to take that as a negative thing but now I'm like I'm empowered by the fact that I look like Dion mm. you know what I'm yeah, saying that, that's your power is that you're not like any we're not like anyone else absolutely and I love that and I feel like by me accepting and embracing that and knowing that I look good without having to feel validated by anybody else mm-hmm. I I liberate other women and I empower them to think the same way yes. about themselves so so, yeah. Ripple effect. Yes, exactly. So that's that would be my uh, story about my relationship to my beauty. I love that. Yeah. We all have different stories, and that's yeah, the beauty do. of it. And I think it's important to share them, too. Because mm-hmm. no one would ever know. Like, I'm sure, Sarah, people look at you, and they're like, oh, my God, you're so beautiful. And they're just like, she knows she's beautiful. And they look at you, Dion, and they're like, oh, she's so beautiful. And it's like we all have, as black women <laughs> in this world, and especially in the United States with such complicated histories exactly, that run so deep in everything, but especially beauty, um, the beauty industry um, and our just in general self-image and psychology are related to that. Like it's just it's exactly deep. Especially <laughs> it's just when so you're deep. told that you're unwanted or mm-hmm. unloved or mm-hmm. your big nose or like or the representation. Like what yeah. do we see all the time still in 2018? What do we still see all the time when we're showing a beautiful woman? It's still according to this like Eurocentric, hella white Even ideal. Even the Beyonce ad, um, hella white, hella thin, that which is had. also you know. 
You said, said what? something else. I said, you know, very white and very thin is also a part of that, you know? Girl, mm-hmm. you get me started on that. Yes, yeah, we got to have a whole other conversation about okay, body for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes, but yeah, like uh, they had a Beyonce L'Oreal ad uh, some years ago. I'm pretty sure you guys seen it before. Mm-hmm. But they basically, um, she was like a cover, whatever she was, child. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. they light her. She's already light skinned. And they light her like five times lighter. And her nose was like super pointy. She looked like a white woman. Wow. And mm-hmm. I was like. Bro, y'all are over here transforming Beyonce. We definitely got issues. For like, real. Come on, man. For real. Like, dude, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, it's crazy. But what's your story? Ooh. So it's so funny because I asked y'all, and then I was like, dang, what's mine? <laughs> <laughs> and I think there's a big question mark and, like, just a general kind of haze over my childhood. But that's because I was so disconnected from my self-image because I was in predominantly white settings Mm -hmm. and I was literally like the only black girl, you know? Um, And I went to also a very, very small school. So I just didn't, like, here are my memories. Like I remember once this girl who was like in eighth grade and this was when I was in seventh grade, she called me five head. So I remember being like, okay, I guess I got a big forehead because this girl's telling me I do. Um, And... I remember, like, just being really tall and awkward. Like, I was, like, that girl who was, like, way taller than the other kids. Oh, my God, so me I w- too. I've been the same height since, like, sixth grade. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, well, y'all got the same story there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just remember being, like, okay, so I'm just awkward and tall. And when I say tall, like, a head taller than everybody else, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I remember high school was when I transitioned to a larger school, still hella white, but there were definitely some more black people, but still very disconnected. So it wasn't really until college when I started the intentional transition of um, straightening my hair to going natural that I think I started to have more of an intentional relationship with who I was yeah. and really digging deep into the fact that who I was was also black and I should embrace that, that I started to be like, okay. All right, you know, and started to probably at that time appreciate more of what I saw when I looked in the mirror. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I feel like my like real true belief of like, yes, I am beautiful inside and out has probably happened in tandem with my relationship with my wellness journey, yeah. which started in like 2011 for real. So mm-hmm. it's been like six, seven Ooh. years. And when you consider I'm 30 years old, like I'm still actively then working against all of the stuff that was ingrained with me within my early childhood and early adulthood, which Mm -hmm. is kind of deep. But yeah, I I love that you mentioned your grandmother, like my grandmother, definitely like just regal woman, always wore lipstick. Mm -hmm. She definitely um, introduced, and I'm actually really glad that I'm thinking about this now because I really credit her for my passion with beauty and skincare. Like I have vivid memories of going with my grandmother to um, different makeup counters at department stores. And she was a huge fan. Like she had her go-to brands and then Mm -hmm. she'd always give me the little gift that came with the like the thing that you bought, you know? And then I would get to like play with that at home. But it really instilled with me this appreciation I think of taking care of yourself on the yes. outside as a means not as the only means of course but as a means of confidence boosting and just feeling like yes I can walk into this room and present myself in a yeah. way that I feel good about yeah, yeah. um I, yeah I yeah. my nana too I feel like my nana you know she had her Mary Kay and her Essence magazine so now <laughs> you guys yes. are helping yes. me see like my nana prophesized all of this yes I yes they know everything Oof, they really do they really do I'm calling my granny after this you should seriously you really should 
would um, love to hear more like stories of like how women like embrace their beauty. That's beautiful. Seriously. I Anyone listening really who yeah. wants to share, you can email us. Mm-hmm. Hello at blackgirlnome.com. You could also just like tweet us and we will share some of the stories on our next episode. Let's yes, do that. Please. That's beautiful. That be so amazing. Yeah. I love that. I love that too. Yeah, I love it too. It's beautiful. Y'all, we wanted to tell you a little bit more about this fleeky shoot and project we just wrapped up with our friends at Makeup Forever. Yes, it was a dream come true. We got reached out to and magic manifested basically overnight. I know. We flew out to New York. Mm -hmm. We got to creative direct our own shoot with our own team. With an amazing team, y'all. Lots of black girl magic. Of course, as always. Mecca James Williams was our stylist. Adrienne Raquel was on art direction. Oh, I'm sorry. She was on set design. And she kind of art directed too, so yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And we had Max Bronner, who was our amazing makeup artist for Makeup Forever, who allowed us to just wear the skin that we're in but just like a little bit more exactly just a little enhanced you know yeah a little little glow up (laughs) a little more glow yeah 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 and um elizabeth Elizabeth, yes who was shooting us Mm -hmm. and she's also another woman of color Mm -hmm. yeah so it was a fantastic day experience um and you know we've been talking with sarah in this episode about how important it is to feel included to feel um, represented mm-hmm. and also to feel comfortable in the skin that we're in and we were able to truly feel that with Makeup Forever um, the, the the focus of the shoot was their Alter HD foundation yes. which they actually offer 40 different shades in this y'all yes I and learned about y'all. my undertones I know because I didn't know anything <laughs> about that at all okay so they educated me in the process yes. and it was amazing and their foundation feels amazing it feels like a second layer of skin yeah, it feels um, good it does because neither you or I I, generally speaking, before this, wore foundation. Literally. Don't even own don't, mm-hmm. don't even own one. It's yeah. not even in my house. Yeah. So this was a great experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really was. Mm-hmm. And it's great, too, because it adds kind of like a canvas look to anything that you want. You can add anything on top of it. Mm-hmm. I know you shooting a lot of people, you want to make sure that the women that you shoot have a good kind of foundation yes. on their skin so exactly. that when you're capturing them in the light, when you're capturing them whatever it, it just looks good it looks fleeky exactly it looks and it translates well on the camera because a lot of photographer people they talk about oh I love makeup forever because you know yeah my subjects look amazing and so I, I do love that aspect of it yeah, yeah. So it was great it we was had a great time mm-hmm. and we'll be sharing some more with you soon but we wanted to share a little bit about that So, Sarad, are there, like, some beauty tips? I know that's so broad, but, like, we're in a new year, right? A lot of us. Yeah, you have some beauty trends, you know, about, like, we're in a new year. A lot of us in the new year want to, like, switch it up. Like, Dion, she has this red hair. Pepper in, baby. Cynthia, I I I love it. I absolutely love it. I say Thank you. Yes, I love it. (laughs) She said Cynthia has gone pepper in on these hoes. (laughs) Oh my god! Just in case y'all miss that. My hair color, although it's not as bold as I had hoped, but it is, it is pretty bright. Girl, it's beautiful. Red hair on black girls. It's beautiful. It. Thank you. So I mean, maybe that's a trend. I bet we're gonna see a lot more black women with red hair because of yes. Dion. 
influencer. But what are some trends um, that you are here for in 2018? Ooh. I'm just all about black women being bolder and just embracing color and not being afraid. Because, again, I feel like those are things, you know, color and, like, boldness are some of the things we shy away from. Yes. Um, so I'm all here. Like, I've been experimenting with, like, blue eyeliner either under the eye or like as a cat eye is like my favorite thing i also have these like um glitter kind of liquid eyeliners which i'm a huge fan of Mm -hmm. um yeah i just feel like i'm just so much bolder i've recently been playing in like bold lip colors so i think just those are my favorite things that i'm seeing is you know black all women really just embracing color and not being not being afraid to just try something if you don't like it Sephora has a great return policy. You can return to Sephora if you don't don't like it. Um, But I think just just have fun. Beauty is about having fun. Yes, it is like there are so many like political implications and it is tied up in all of these other things. But at the end of the day, it's also about having some fun. And so I think we should look to it as a creative outlet. It's another way to express yourself. Yes, ma'am. And so whether it's a bright hair color or a bright, bold lipstick um, that kind of just makes you feel your most confident self. I think you should go for it and try it. Or blue lipstick, which is also I'm kind of like dabbling in getting into. I love that. Ooh. I feel like when you play with bold colors and bold hair and bold lipstick or whatever, you just feel bold. Like that's your out your attitude for like whatever it is you're you know, you're going through with life. So Yeah. That sets the tone. It definitely does. Who you will be. So go for it and glitter is also a new fave. So glitter and bold are like my favorite things right now. I'm wow. not a glitter girl, but I may try. You know, yeah. Next time I see you, ladies, I'll, I'll, I'll send you a goodie bag of some stuff. Next time, I see, Oh, I'll see you. So next time I see you, I'll give you some stuff. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I am here for, I don't know if it's a trend per se, but I think it's just always been around and I was sleep on it. <laughs> I am very here for highlighters. Oh, oh yes. yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like if nothing else, sweep a little highlighter on that little apple on your Stop cheek right put it on the little center of your nose and walk out and feel your best every time i wear highlighter people are like oh my god you're glowing i'm like yeah i'm wearing highlighter yes i love highlighter it's and i kind of go crazy with it you know i i just say have fun i like i like highlighter i like having that like bronzy glowy dewy look and then a splash of bold so i'm definitely yes. here for the highlighting yes you know what i like but i don't know how to do a smoky eye I like same that, that dark same if i do i like raccoon yeah i've cool. never done it effectively either oh, if anyone has any good like youtube recommendations for a good smoky eye yes. please send them our oh, way mm-hmm. maybe dion and i will do that I like I'll, I'll find you guys some, some oh. you ladies a few tutorials Yay. it is fine art that's the other thing is that you know some beauty well you know a lot of it you can just like have fun and kind of throw it on your face some of it is a real art form when i watch some of these ladies transform themselves i'm like sister you are literally an artist sister (laughs) (laughs) which you know which i I love absolutely so um maybe let's end on funniest beauty thing that you tried that just didn't work out you know, like you were like, I'm going to do this. And then oh <laughs> you walked out into the world and you realized, nah. That is a great question. That is a great question. Because I love what you said, Sarat. It's about creativity. It's about mm-hmm. expressing ourselves. And yeah. sometimes, 
you know, it's just for fun, but it don't work out. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't think I have any. Really? I don't think I have any. I know I cried on prom night because I had to wear makeup. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. I literally wow. was crying. Yeah. I was like, take this off. I, I feel like you do have one, and one happened this past year, and I'm really trying to remember. Are you serious? Yes. Oh you were God, like, that's not girl. for me. Oh, girl. Yes. Do <laughs> I don't think you did it. I think someone did it on you. Oh, girl. People have done a number of me this year with makeup. <laughs> Lord. But makeup forever, they got me right. <laughs> they did. Year, you, have, you can tell me We told Max Bronner, give us a makeup, no makeup look, and he knew exactly Thank what we meant. We love you, Max. Yes. Love you. <laughs> that lip. People are like, you know, I need this lip. That dark lip. Yes. Girl, yes. It was, it was, it was popping. Do you have one, Saran? I'm sorry. One more time. Oh, like, do you have like a look that just you discover wasn't your look, but you tried oh. it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like I, I I'm, da- I really like a kind of dewy, clean looking face when it comes to my makeup. You know, like a little. Sometimes I have to, I go a little borderline with the, there's a fine line between like um, dewy and greasy looking. Yes. Yeah. Yes, girl. <laughs> I definitely like a dewy, you know, a dewy skin. I like some highlighter. I like to tame my brows. I haven't been getting them done lately. I'm letting them grow in and I'm trying all these like serums and pomades for a story that I'm working on. So I haven't been doing those, but I do like to just like tame them up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I also am a big fan of blush, which I think. Yes. Black women maybe sometimes are a little afraid to try sometimes, um, but I love a little bit of blush. I think finding the right one, I'm a huge fan of creamy blushes because I feel like they just kind of blend a little bit nicer, um, are, my, are my jam. So I love blush. And then a bold lip is, like bold is my kind of go-to. Love it. What's your story? Because I got one. Yeah, Sarad, you just basically shared everything that you love, which is cool. <laughs> <laughs> she definitely did. Oh, my God. So I love that you said glitter because that brought me back to seventh, eighth grade when glitter was all oh of God. the rage. Oh, yes. And not just glitter, but, like, big star and moon and, like, anything shaped, like, yes. metallic, like, almost stickers, but it was just big chunks of glitter, and you would put them on the corners of your eye. I was just going to say that. Yeah. I was going to say, like, oh. remember when you'd put, like, the little star in the corner yes. of your eye? Yes. I, I literally don't know why we did that. And I remember getting a whole pack. It was, like, seven different containers all attached. They were, like, stacked on top of each other, and I brought it to school, and this girl stole it, and I knew that she stole it from me. So I had to kind of come for her, and then she gave it back. But I remember getting ready for, like, I played volleyball, and we would, like, put on glitter on our eyes and then go play. Yeah, I have some, like, eyeliner glitter, though, that it's, like, literally like a liquid liner, and you just kind of line your eyes with it. So it's, like, an upgrade of our, like, seventh grade experience. But, oh, my God, that is – I vividly remember. I had, like, a stack. You could, like, twist them off. There were, like, seven individual kind of, like, Yes, exactly. I think we had the same one. Build up to make a stack. Mm Mm-hmm. I think we had the same one, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Like Claire's or like Delia's. Girl, like yes, that's where mine was from. Claire's and Icy's. Icings. Icings. Yes. Oh my yes. goodness. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah, it was I probably about, like nostalgic black girl uh, beauty products. Yes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a pleasure speaking with you again. Oh my god. I I absolutely adore you ladies, and it was so great. And again. I just feel like this is such an important time, you know, such an exciting time in beauty for us. It's so great to finally see black women being a part of 
the conversation. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, a, it's up to us to also keep these brands in check and to not spend mm-hmm. with them when they mess up. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much. We're going to be checking in on you with all the beauty goodness in 2018. Oh yes. Okay. And if you have any questions, I'm your girl. I got you. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Hey, guys. To stay in touch, be sure to join our email list at blackgirlandgnome.com. Follow us on Instagram. Say hello to us on Twitter. And like us on Facebook at blackgirlandgnome. There are so many great stories that people of color, women, and queer folks want to tell, but don't have a place to share them. Post Loudness, our podcast collective, wants to create a community of unique voices and audio. Love to James T. Green, Cher Vincent, and Alex Cox for creating Post Loudness and letting us be a part of it. Special love also to Aline Kaze, our audio engineer, to Khalid B. and Peter Espenson for the music you hear throughout the show. And thank you all so much for listening. Don't forget to breathe easy.